You're sitting in a courtroom. You can't say anything. You have a lawyer who's going to speak on your behalf. And if she's already speaking on your or he is speaking on your behalf away from the judge in a way that's really not in your best interest, imagine what happens in the courtroom. Hey, hey, welcome to the WTF Divorce Podcast. My name is Rob Roseman. On this show, we talk about everything divorce, whether you're thinking about divorce, going through it, or figuring out life after. Divorce, co-parenting, dating, we cover it all and break it into short clips so it's easy for you to find and learn from. If you want more help, head on over to WTFDivorce.com. Thanks for listening. On to today's show. TH, I have a question for you a little more kind of tactically since you went through the legal trauma, it sounds like. Yeah. How do you know, and I want to talk about divorce coaches in a minute because I'm blown away by this whole new industry and how valuable it is. How do you know if you picked a good divorce attorney, if you, what is a bad divorce attorney? How can you even know that? In a lot of ways, it seems like you're dating somebody. And then once the wheels are in motion, you're $10,000 in and it's too late. Is there any advice you could give somebody that's in that process? Um, Again, this is not what I did. But I've learned that this is what I should have done. And this is what I do tell everyone to do, whether you're heading into litigation or with what Jessica did. You need to do research. You need to definitely ask around for lawyers and go and meet with certainly more than one. And there is sometimes a fee up front. Most of the time there's a consultation fee. Um, Fun fact Once you consult with that lawyer, your spouse cannot retain that lawyer. Um, So go for the people who have, you know, different reputations, show up with questions at X experts. We help you with all of that. Knowledge 100% is power. I showed up like a lost puppy dog and kind of followed her lead. And don't forget, your lawyer works for you. You don't work for her or him. So I went to someone who was a shark because of the extensive lying and hiding stuff and change of circumstance that I know was totally not his plan for him. So I knew that stuff was hiding. So he was hiding stuff. So advice is get your questions together. Definitely ask around 100% check out X experts um, and go with questions And you can make your own questions, but we have questions laid out about money, how much they charge, how many divorces have they done? They specialize in family law. You want people who do specialize in family law. You want people who are well-versed in your courthouse, in your county. You don't want to take somebody from a different area because the truth is the lawyers know each other. Mm -hmm. It's better if they know each other um, to help resolve things better. Could you have spotted a red flag, though, going, let's say, you know what you know now, you go to that first attorney. Would I would never like, hire her and she's know, not what, an ex-expert. What about what about her? Do you now see that would have on the first two sessions with her have said this is not the right person? So we all met at a table. My father was with me, so he was my support. My mother was not there because she would be the toxic animal in the room. Um, And then he was there with his lawyer. So we all came to sit down together. And now looking back, she walks, my lawyer walks into the room and said, he filed for divorce. This meeting is over. Everybody leave. 
So I was like, oh my God, that's a horrible thing. He filed for divorce. I wanted to just sit down and be done. And now he filed for divorce. That's a terrible thing. The truth is that's semantics. It really doesn't freaking matter. We should have sat in that room and who cares if he filed? She made me feel like I should never be the defendant. I was like, oh my God, I'm the defendant. He fucking cheated and stole and, and all these other things. Like, so she made me feel that he was already having ill intent and he was going, you know, this was, this was going to be ugly and it was going to be his fault. Which part of you, did not I'm sure. help it not be ugly. She did not help the situation. But she, I wonder though, as a, as somebody going through that, sorry to interrupt though. No. And I imagine a lot of people would say, yeah, he is a piece of crap. Let's get him." And then, and it looks like in reality, that's like not actually counterintuitively. That's not what you want in your attorney. You want somebody to have your back, but you don't want somebody, you know, going in that direction. You're never going to get them or her just mm. so you know, mm. that's not going to happen. What ultimately happens is the more you appear in court and the more contentious it is, the fewer decisions you actually get to make. So if you have to suck down a chill pill once in a while, then do it. And, and it's so hard. I mean, I had a I had a judge who was looking at my case information statement where I had to like list all of my expenses. And he said to me, and I'm sorry, I sound super old right now, but I feel very young. Um, he said, what do you need a Blackberry for? You don't even work. <laughs> okay. So let that sink in for a second. And by the way, even if I didn't work, what the hell? But I had a master's degree and I started a home business because Arthur Anderson imploded and I was in a professional consulting firm. So don't treat me like I don't have potential and I don't deserve to have a Blackberry. So that was my first of three judges. Hmm. So that is a perfect example of you're sitting in a courtroom. You can't say anything. You have a lawyer who's going to speak on your behalf. And if she's already speaking on your or he is speaking on your behalf away from the judge in a way that's really not in your best interest, imagine what happens in the courtroom. So, so if you could go back, you would have broken up with I would her have not. Yourself. I would have fired her mm -hmm. for sure. I probably still would have needed someone super strong and willing to litigate because it only takes one person to get you to litigate. You're dragged in. I was literally sucked in with the vacuum experts. And I was analyzed for everything mm. question. And, and I, it didn't matter if I said no, because he said yes. Mm -hmm. So you really need both people to be on the same page. Let's resolve this in a way that we can have money for our kids college. We can salvage money for ourselves. Like someone has to be rational. Mm -hmm. Don't let the lawyers take the rational out of the situation. And that is a hundred percent what happened. There was zero communication between me and my ex. And that is what Jessica did have was the ability to communicate. But I was also married to somebody who wasn't interested in communicating and it was always a hundred percent right. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's difficult. Yeah. I mean, it to, sounds to handle, but 
we also just did a podcast of what you can and cannot control in your divorce. And you can control your lawyer. You can control your team. You can control what you say to your lawyer and make sure that they are fighting for you in a way that works for you. Mm -hmm. But I imagine it's got to be very hard. I'm already invested in this. I've already paid him $5,000 and now I'm going to go get a new person. And you're an emotional basket case at that point too. Like, But you end up spending more money Mm -hmm. with someone who is taking you down a bad road Mm -hmm. than starting again with someone who's going to negotiate and have, Listen, I couldn't negotiate with him, but I needed someone who could. Mm-hmm. And his lawyer, my lawyer were at it. So mm. there was no negotiating. As someone who didn't go through that process and as someone who deliberately went to find a lawyer with a gentle side, because I didn't I specifically did not want a shark. I didn't want to end up in a situation that was going to antagonize the situation. But I will say to anybody out there, when you go and meet with a lawyer or multiple lawyers, and you should meet with at least two to three before you decide. It's a very intimate relationship. You really have to feel like you are bonding and jiving with this person on a specific level. You're going to have to be comfortable exposing all of your like dirty secrets and all of, you know, everything that's gone on in your life. And you also have to be comfortable, like TH said, that they are looking out for your best interest when you're not with them. I, I've spoken to way too many people who get angry about kind of what they you know they're not getting enough communication from their lawyer they don't exactly know what's going on behind the scenes you know and and they're angry and they don't know how to approach it and they can't have like an open dialogue with their own lawyer because all they're thinking of is how much money it's going to cost me to have this phone call with my lawyer like if you're in that if you get to that point you need a new lawyer because you should be with a lawyer that you feel is always looking out for your best interest, regardless of whether or not they have a lot of other clients who may have a much more acrimonious divorce or vice versa. They may have a lot of clients that are having a very amicable divorce and maybe yours is the acrimonious one and you need to know that they're going to be strong when they need to be. You, If you don't feel like you have a bond with your lawyer, you're with the, long, the wrong lawyer. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that that is one of the many reasons that we started X-Experts because I didn't know any of this. I trusted my lawyer. Had I known that she really wasn't acting in my best interest, had I known I should have asked targeted questions to her, had I known a whole bunch of other stuff, would I still have probably gone down the road as many years because that's what he was? Yes, but I would have felt better about where I was. And my father is an attorney who's negotiated so many deals in his whole life. And, and we just got suckered in. We were, mm-hmm. we were totally suckered in. So we are teaching you so you don't get suckered in and you can trust your gut and you feel brave and strong and empowered because if you can't stand up to your lawyer, yeah, then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say. That has that to be a collaborative true. relationship, yeah. you and your lawyer at the very least. In this clip, we're talking to TH and Jessica. They run xexperts.com. X-Experts shares free online divorce advice for women. You can find them at X-Experts, that's E-X-E-X-P-E-R-T-S dot com, or on social at X-Experts. Ladies, what is your next best move? Today's episode is sponsored by Rhonda Nordic. Rhonda is the CEO of the Women's Financial Wellness Center. 
Getting divorced can feel like playing chess, but in order to win, you need to know the rules. The Women's Financial Wellness Center is the support system that women need to make strategic winning moves. Here's what clients are saying about Rhonda. She is amazing. I can't imagine going through this process without her. Rhonda is confident, smart, and loves putting together divorce financial strategies. Be the queen of the chessboard. Check mate. Reach out to Rhonda today to determine your next best move. You can find Rhonda at the Women's Financial Wellness Center. That's wfwcdivorce.com. Thanks to Rhonda and the Women's Financial Wellness Center for sponsoring today's WTF Divorce podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are three ways we can help give you more. One, go to wtfdivorce.com and enter your email to get the newest content. Two, share it with a divorce friend who you think it could help. Three, leave us a five-star review so we can bring you more conversations like this.